This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. Taiwan is changing some of its COVID rules to help ease the burden on the country's health system. Tens of thousands of new COVID cases are being reported every day, putting immense pressure on health workers. But now some patients can leave hospital earlier. Eric Gao explains. Taiwan health authorities are taking steps to keep the country's medical system from being overwhelmed by the ongoing COVID-19 infection wave. From June 1st, rules for discharging patients from hospital are being eased. Those with serious symptoms can leave if it's been 15 days since they were confirmed as infected and if their CT value is high enough, which would mean their viral load is low. Testing rules for arriving international passengers have also been relaxed. They only need a saliva swab instead of the previous, more invasive nasal swab. They can also leave the airport before the test results are done. This comes as Taiwan prepares to open up to more international travelers, with details expected to be announced this month. As Naya Zhou and Eric Gao for Taiwan Plus. Taiwan's military says a fatal jet crash on Tuesday was due to the pilot's inexperience as well as the age of the plane and poor weather. The crash killed the 23-year-old pilot Xu Dajun, a second lieutenant on a solo training mission. Xu had only ever logged 24 hours flying that model of plane, an AT-3 trainer jet, meaning he had little experience handling emergencies on board. AT-3 have been in service for almost 40 years in Taiwan, and the lack of spare parts for such old planes makes malfunctions more likely. Xu was also flying 500 meters above sea level in unstable weather, giving him little time to respond to an emergency. The military has since grounded its entire fleet of AT-3s. China has responded angrily to news of U.S. Senator Tammy Duckworth's visit to Taiwan. Beijing said on Tuesday that the trip is a serious violation of the One China principle and called on the U.S. to stop supporting what it calls separatist forces in Taiwan. Stash Butler has the details. U.S. Senator Tammy Duckworth arrived in Taiwan unannounced on Monday night. It's a second visit in less than a year. The senator met with President Tsai Ing-wen on Tuesday morning and spoke about the strong ties between the two countries. During their talks, Tsai announced plans for closer cooperation between the United States and Taiwan. Duckworth later met with Premier Su Zhengchang and reiterated the United States' support for Taiwan's democracy. Su thanked the U.S. for vaccines provided during the pandemic. Duckworth's visit comes after China flew 30 warplanes into Taiwan's air defense zone. That's the biggest incursion since January. And on Tuesday, Beijing condemned the U.S. senator for meeting with Taiwanese officials. Duckworth will meet with Taiwanese security, economic and trade officials before leaving on Wednesday. Patrick Chen and Stash Butler for Taiwan Plus.
Taiwan is updating its international driver's license, adding the word Taiwan in place of the country's official name, the Republic of China. The move is meant to make sure Taiwanese citizens driving abroad won't be confused for Chinese. It follows a similar redesign of Taiwan's passport cover last year. International driver's licenses issued in Taiwan are valid in 95 countries and regions. Officials say the layout of the new version will stay the same, so the updated version will also be valid overseas. An anti-stalking law comes into force in Taiwan on Wednesday, six months after it was signed into law by the president. Louise Watt explains what it's about. Taiwan's first law designed to stop stalking takes effect on June the 1st. The Stalking and Harassment Prevention Act recognizes stalking as a crime punishable by up to five years in prison. Eight activities come under the new law. Monitoring and tracking, stalking and tailing, threatening and insulting words and actions, harassing a person by phone or online, unwanted advances, sending pictures or texts of the person, presenting information that may be harmful to their reputation and misusing their personal data. Women's groups say the new law doesn't go far enough. And the police can issue a warning, a written warning. And then within two years, if this guy repeated the behavior, then they can uh, um, ask the court to, to issue a restraining order. But then between these two years, they cannot do anything about what is happening to this woman and something very bad could happen at that time. If they breach a court-issued restraining order, stalkers face a maximum one year in prison and the equivalent of a 3,500 US dollar fine. More if they use a weapon. Earlier laws saw stalking as a minor offence payable by a small fine. According to a survey by the Ministry of Health, 5.2% of Taiwanese women experienced stalking or harassment in 2015, the most recent figure available. Women's groups have been fighting for a stalking law for 10 years. The case of a woman who was murdered by a stalker in April last year helped drive change and get the law passed by Parliament. Elsewhere in East Asia, Japan has had an anti-stalking law for more than 20 years. South Korea enacted its first ever stalking law last year after criticism it was treating the offence too lightly, with less than a $100 fine. Bill Kong and Louise Watt for Taiwan Plus. A group of Taiwanese dancers has come out on top at an international breakdance championship in France. The dancers Luo Tengde and Luo Guo Chen and Sun Zhen performed with two other international dancers to take the group challenge title, defeating France, Germany and Uganda over the weekend. The Montpellier Extreme Sports Festival is one of the biggest freestyle sporting events in Europe. It was held in southern France over the weekend with teams from more than 50 countries taking part in the competition. The Taiwan Breakdowns team is now headed to Spain to participate in this year's Madrid urban sports competition. Korean pop group BTS has visited the White House and met with U.S. President Joe Biden. The world's most popular band is hoping to raise awareness on issues facing Asian Americans, including the rise in hate crimes. Bing Wang reports.
They're the biggest musical group in the world. BTS, a South Korean boy band, has transcended cultural barriers, selling over 30 million albums globally. Besides lining up stages with their music, they're known to speak up on global issues, ranging from donating to Black Lives Matter to calling for world governments at the United Nations to act against climate change. BTS was invited to the White House on Wednesday, the last day of Asian American Heritage Month, to raise awareness of issues affecting Asian Americans. 최근 아시아계를 대상으로 한 많은 증오 범죄에 굉장히 놀랍고 또 마음이 안 좋았는데요. 어, 이런 일이 근절되는데 좋은이라도 도움이 되고자 오늘 이 자리를 빌어 목소리를 내고자 합니다. According to the Center for the Study of Hate and Extremism, anti-Asian hate crimes have increased by 339% since the start of the pandemic. When racialized violence is directed towards Asian Americans, it's, it's people are not discerning, right? We re, they read our our bodies as the same cross community. Um, they're not interested in actually identifying who isn't and who is Chinese. It's specifically interested in committing racial violence. This issue even has these women in San Francisco taking self-defense classes. This is uh, um, in light of a lot of the Asian hate crimes, um, especially against Asian women. Um, ever since the pandemic, we feel like a lot of women have been um, basically experiencing a lot of trauma. The U.S. government has taken steps to tackle the rise in violence against Asians, such as providing grants to local governments to respond to hate crimes and expanding public education campaigns. The White House has even invited Asian American activists throughout May to work on solutions. And hopefully, spotlighting the world's most popular boy band will help raise awareness even further. Chris Ma and Bing Wong for Taiwan Plus. Japan's parliament has approved an extra budget worth 21 billion U.S. dollars to offset soaring fuel and food prices. The budget, which is being financed by government bonds, will help finance an emergency relief package enacted in April and extend an oil subsidy program to the end of September. It will also go toward helping lower-income households and small businesses. Key inflation metrics in Japan hit a seven-year high in April. Rafael Nadal overcame Novak Djokovic in an epic four-hour quarterfinal of the French Open men's singles on Tuesday night. Nadal, the king of clay, beat the defending champion over four sets to move a step closer to a 14th title at Roland Garros. The 35-year-old set a record at this year's Australian Open with his 21st Grand Slam win, one clear of his great rivals Djokovic and Roger Federer. <laughs> the end had been a, a very emotional night for me and uh, I'm still playing for nights uh, like today, uh, but uh, it's just a quarterfinals match, no? so uh, I didn't win anything. <laughs> so I, I, I just give myself a chance to be back on court in two days. Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time.
Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com. Thank you.